0: it's baptism Sunday yep I I hear some whoos out there it's a big deal for us because today we get to celebrate what heaven celebrates and normally what we do on a baptism Sunday is we'll stay within the sermon series that we're in and we're in that series called puzzled where we're talking about relationships uh right now and then we just kind of shorten up the sermon and stay right with it uh We're gonna do something different today. Uh, We're gonna be talking, we're gonna pick up with our puzzled series again next week. It is, we're gonna be talking about patience next week. So you're gonna have to wait a week to hear about patience. So exercise some patience. Uh, But Brian and I felt like it was really important for us uh, to talk really specifically about baptism on Baptism Sunday. Because we want you to understand really, really clearly why do we make this such a big deal at our church? That's one of the questions I want you to have answered when you leave here. And the second question that I want you to have answered when you leave is, why do we do baptisms the way that we do baptisms at Journey Church? That's what I want you to leave understanding. And I'm just going to tip my hand right now and just let you know I've got an agenda. Uh, it's not necessarily a secret agenda because I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Uh, around here at Journey, we believe that if you are a follower of Jesus and you've not been baptized We think that you should do that, and we want to invite you to consider that, because that's part of why we want you to understand why baptism is so important. We don't want you to just do it because we tell you that you should do it. We want you to understand why. Baptism starts out very, very early in the New Testament. Before Jesus even starts his public ministry, There's a guy on the scene, and his name is John. And he is down by the Jordan River, and he is preaching to large crowds of people. And he's got this very, very simple message. He's saying, repent. Repent, repent, and turn to God. Turn away from your sin and turn to God. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is coming. And now a lot of people were listening to John, and they were wondering, is he the Messiah? Is he the one that's going to come and rescue the people of Israel? And John just says, no, 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 that's not me. There's one that's going to come after me that is greater than me. And he's the one that's going to do that. But then when John was preaching this message, he was doing something really interesting with the people that were coming to hear them. Those that came and just said, I agree, I agree with what you're saying, John. I want to repent of my sin. I want to turn to God because I believe the kingdom of God is coming. He baptized them. He was dunking them in water in the Jordan River. And here's what's interesting about that. Here's what the scripture says. It says, and when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. Now, let me just say this. Uh, Sometimes the Greek... Is helpful to understand some things about it And sometimes it doesn't matter This is a place where I think it is going to be helpful for me To try to explain a little bit of Greek to you That word that is translated right there That word that is translated baptized Is the Greek word baptizo And here's what you need to understand about that word The range of meaning of that word means To dip or to plunge or to wash That's what that word means But it's interesting, the translators, usually what they do is they try to figure out like, what is an equivalent English word that matches what the author is intending to say right here. Is he talking about dipping, plunging, or washing? But they didn't use either of those, they used the word baptized. And what baptized is, is what we would call a transliteration. It's not a translation of a word to a word, it is a transliteration which means that they took the Greek word baptizo, and they said beta, B, alpha, A, and they did that for the word so that we would have a different English word called baptized. Here's why this is important. The translators want us to understand that he wasn't just talking about washing something. This wasn't splish, splash, taking a bath. It wasn't about washing. There was something significant Happening with what John was doing Very, very significant Had religious significant and religious meaning What was happening? People as they were coming To John to be baptized There was something that they were saying They were saying, I am identifying with this message I believe that this message is true I am going to align my life with this message So they confess their sins and they turn to God And they did this in this incredibly public place. And now for us, when we do baptisms, let me just say this. People are here to cheer people on that are being baptized here. That wasn't the case where they were at on the Jordan River. There was actually opposition there, some religious opposition. And John is actually interacting with this religious opposition. So these people are even at great risk. Identified themselves with the message and the teaching of John But then one day When John was preaching this message and baptizing people Someone came walking down to the Jordan River Who was the one that John was talking about And it was Jesus, John's cousin And when John sees him, he says, behold This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then Jesus does something really interesting. He goes up to John and he says, John, I want you to baptize me. And John is just like, uh-uh, I'm not having any part of that. You need to baptize me, Jesus. Who am I to baptize you? And here's what Jesus says. He says, it should be done for we must carry out all That God requires you got to hear this friends Jesus modeled for us obedience in baptism Jesus modeled obedience in baptism because he was saying yes to the message of John he was identifying himself with the message of John this message of repentance because the kingdom of God is coming And you hear us say over and over and over, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus is that we actually learn to practice the ways of Jesus. We learn to do the things that Jesus did. And one of those things was baptism. That's one of the reasons why this is so important to us. But you've got to hear me say this, and I'm going to say it in multiple ways, in lots of different ways, so that you can understand baptism In and of itself does not save us It is not going under the water That washes our sins away Some people will say that If that were true there would be no reason For Jesus to to be baptized He had absolutely no sin That needed to be washed away But he modeled obedience in baptism Publicly identifying with the message of John And because this is so important to Jesus, we say this is important to us as well. Baptism starts from the very beginning because Jesus came out of the waters of baptism. It says the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove and then he starts his earthly ministry. From the very beginning, baptism mattered. Now I want us to fast forward to the very end of Jesus's earthly ministry Some of the last things that he says to his disciples before he ascends into heaven. And just think about it. If you just have one last thing that you get to say to the people that matter to you, your last words count. You want to make them count. All of Jesus' words matter, but these are his last words, maybe more important than others. This is what Jesus said. Oftentimes we call this the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Friends, Jesus is saying, this is the most important thing. Friends, if you wonder, what is a church supposed to do? This is what a church is supposed to do. Make disciples of Jesus. How does he say to do that? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the son and the holy spirit. If you're going to make disciples, baptize them, and he says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. This is our command, church. This is what we are to do is to make disciples, one, baptizing them, secondly, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus commanded us to do, including being baptized And you know what his disciples did? They obeyed. That's exactly what they did. So we just turn the pages, a couple pages ahead, when the church is launched, at the beginning of the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit comes down at Pentecost, fills the lives of the believers that are there, and here's what it says happens. Peter stands up and he preaches a message, and it starts to move in the hearts of people, and they wondered what to do. Here's what the scripture said. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Same message as John, this message of repentance. And this message of repentance was tied to this public declaration of baptism. Repent and turn to God and be baptized. Not that baptism saves us. I will say that again. Baptism does not save us, but it is representative. It is a symbol of something that happens in us. So if we were to try To just give a very simple definition of baptism that we can use around here at Journey Church, it would be this. A public declaration of a new identification. It's us saying that from now on, I identify my life with Jesus. I'm with him, I'm following him, I'm following his message, he's my king. He calls the shots. Everything in me is surrendered to him. And here's what we believe. That surrender decision that I'm talking about, that is a very personal decision. You make that decision on your own to bow your knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You have to make that personally. Nobody can make that decision for you. But although that decision is very personal, it is deeply personal. Biblically, that decision is not private. It's personal But it's not private, it's actually to be made public. And that's what baptism is about. It's about going public with our faith. This public declaration of a new identification with Jesus. And so that's why at Journey we baptize people who have made a public profession of their personal faith. They're saying, I'm identifying my life with the person and the work of Jesus. And without any hesitation, we say over and over that the means of salvation is faith in Jesus, faith alone, our trust in what he did for us on the cross, in our place. That's the only thing that can ever save us. Not baptism, not any other work. And I'm so grateful. Jesus made this really, really clear at the end of his life when he was hanging on the cross You might remember this story. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, there were a couple of criminals that were hanging there with him. One of those criminals began to kind of mock him a little bit. They said, if you are the Messiah, why don't you save yourself? And while you're at it, why don't you save us too? Well, the other criminal that was there hanging with him, they said, do you not fear God this man did absolutely nothing wrong. We deserve to die, but he did nothing wrong. And then this criminal looks at Jesus and he says, Jesus, remember me when you go to your kingdom. And then Jesus looked back at him and said, oh, love to help you out, but you're not gonna be able to be baptized Because you're stuck on a cross. Actually, you're not even going to be able to do any good thing with the rest of your life. Lost on a technicality. No, that is not what Jesus said. He said, surely you are going to be with me in paradise today. We are going to be there together today. Not because he did anything to deserve the kindness of God, including baptism, but because he put his faith and his trust in the person and work of Jesus. Baptism doesn't save us. Only Jesus' death on the cross saves us. But baptism is a symbol of what Jesus has done for us. I like to think of it oftentimes the way I think about my wedding ring. Let me just ask you this. Does this wedding ring make me married? Like if if I take this wedding ring off, am I still married? Look at that, we got the answers right here in the front row Yeah, absolutely This wedding ring is a symbol It is a symbol of a covenant decision that I made to pledge my life to a very cute blonde woman And I said, I am going to be with you forever This is a public declaration of a new identification I'm identified with her now. And when I put that ring on, it reminds this guy, and it tells the rest of the world, I am declaring publicly a new identification of my life with her. That's what baptism is. It is that public declaration of a new identification with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. This would have made so much sense To someone in the first century A way that they would use this word Baptize This dip, plunge, wash They would talk about baptism As they talked about what it meant To dye a cloth If you take a cloth And you dip it down in to dye And then you pull that cloth Back out What happens? Now this cloth is forever Forever identified With the dye Nothing can change that. That's the picture of what happens in baptism. We are identified with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Here's how the Apostle Paul explains it in Romans chapter 6, 3 and 4. He says, or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. That's the picture of what we're being identified with. The water of baptism publicly identifies us with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Now, this water. This baptism water, I just want to say this, there's nothing mystical or magical about this water. But I've got to say this water is meaningful. And just the picture of baptism is to remind us of this identification with Jesus. When we drop into the water, it's that picture of us identifying with his death and burial. Our old life is gone with him because of his death on our behalf. And as we come back out of the water, it's this picture that we are raised to new life, just like Jesus was resurrected to new life. And so baptism tells the world we are forever identifying our life with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's why this is so important to us. That's why I shared that agenda with you from the very beginning. We believe that if you are a follower of Jesus and you've never been baptized, we think that you should. We think that you should publicly identify your life with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I wanna address a couple questions that we get often about baptism. The first question is this. Do I need to be re-baptized? And here's how this question, why this question often comes up. Sometimes you may have been raised in a religious tradition where they baptized babies. Maybe you were raised and you were baptized when you were young and it just really didn't, hadn't clicked with you yet. Didn't make sense. Sometimes people say, I just kind of did it because my parents wanted me to. But now I'm at this place in my life where my relationship with Jesus means so much more to me. Do I need to be re-baptized? Let me say, I will say absolutely no. You do not need to be rebaptized. But here's what I would say. If there is something in you that you just feel like there's this nudging going on, that you sense that God is just saying, I want you to publicly identify me as the king of your life, that public declaration of being identified with my death, burial, and resurrection, do it. Say Yes, that's been, that was my own story. I was raised in a tradition where they baptized babies and I was fine with that. But then when I was 19 years old, I actually came into a real relationship with Jesus. Everything changed for me. And then suddenly inside, I began to think, I wanna go public with this. I want to share with the people in my life and around my life, my spiritual family, that Jesus is my king. So I made a decision to be baptized again. Did I need to? No, absolutely not. But there was something in me moving toward that and if that is your case, if something is nudging you toward that, just say yes. Just do it. Okay, the second question, and this might be the most difficult question that people ask over and over and over about baptisms at Journey. Do I have to do that video? Really, do I have to do the video? everybody's afraid to do the video. And if you're not afraid to do the video, you kind of scare us a little bit. (laughs) We understand people are afraid to do the video. And you've got to understand, it takes a lot of work for us as well to schedule, to shoot, to edit those videos. If our goal was just to baptize as many people as we could, we would definitely get rid of the video. But you've gotta understand why this is so important to us. It's that public declaration piece. It's just a short opportunity for you to declare what Jesus has done for you and to do it in a very public way. This is how the Apostle Paul talked about it in Romans chapter 10 verses nine and 10. He says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead You will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. It's that faith in Him that gives you His righteousness. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. This is what we see in the New Testament. This saving faith, this putting our trust in Jesus, was just tied so closely to baptism. We come to faith in Him and then we openly declare that to the world. It's just a small chance for you to tell your story of what God has done for you. Here's the pushback that we get. So many people will say, well, I just don't have a great story. My story is just like every other story. You know what I'd say? Exactly. Every story is not like every other story. But here's what you need to know. Just because your story might seem vanilla, when you share your story... With a group of people like this, there will be someone in this audience that needs to hear your story. Because your story is their story. We can relate to all kinds of stories. And just think about this. You may, this might be true for everyone that gets baptized here. Is that you may have the opportunity to share your story of what God did in your life with more people on this weekend, because of the number of people in this room and watching on TV, and if you take your video and you put it on social media, you may get to share your, more, share your story with more people on this weekend than at any other time for the rest of your life. Chance to tell what God has done in your life. And here's what I've gotta to say to every one of you. We need to hear your story. We need to hear your story of what God has done in your life. In Luke 15, Jesus tells these three stories about things that were lost that became found. A lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son. And every one of those stories ends the same way. When that which was lost is found, there is more rejoicing in heaven than for all of the other things that were already found. This is what heaven claps for. Friends, you need to let us clap with you and for you. There will be people in the audience that are, don't even know you. They don't even know you and they'll be weeping because they're hearing what God has done in your life. Don't deprive your family of that. We've got to tell our story. And if I could just say this, and I want you to know that I've thought long and hard about how I would communicate this Because I never want things that we say from this stage to move people to try to do something with guilt or manipulation. So I want you to know that there is no desire in my heart to create guilt or manipulation. But can I try to just give you a little bit of perspective? Jesus died for you. He gave his life for you. He identified with you. When he was on that cross, When he hung there, he was identifying with your sin, your guilt, your shame. He took that upon himself as a public display so that we can identify with his righteousness. So that we can be clean in him. When I think about that, when I think about what he did for us, it makes the thought about not feeling comfortable being in front of people or I don't want to make a video. It makes it seem kind of small, doesn't it? Can I just say, don't let a video keep you from publicly declaring your identification with Jesus. And I want you to hear this. On May 2nd, we're going to be doing this again. If you feel a nudge... Like, I just sense that God wants me to do that. He wants me to publicly declare my identification with him. Grab one of those cards, a card like this on the chair back in front of you. Just write baptism on it with your name. We'll get in touch with you, and you can be part of the next baptism that we do here. Here in just a little bit, you're going to get a chance to celebrate what God has done in the lives of people. And here's what's going to be happening in heaven. There is going to be incredible amounts of rejoicing and cheers. So here's what we want to have happen here. We want to reflect what's happening there. So after you hear one of these stories, I want you to cheer in a way that heaven will hear us. Because that's what's happening. We want to do that with and for the people that are here. Is this getting awkward for you? You've never seen a pastor undress. It's time for us to go public. Thanks for listening. We hope this time has allowed you to dig out more of who God has made you to be. If you made some kind of spiritual decision today and are interested in what's next, we'd love to connect with you. For more information or to get in touch, please visit journeyweb.net. If you're interested in supporting our ministry, you can give online at journeyweb.net. give Thanks.